you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 5 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am Bob Chinsky, your resident necromancer, as always, here with my co-host, Dog Bark. How you doing this week, Dog? Well, you know, I'm the best dog at doing dog things, so I'm pretty good. <laughs> okay, perfect, as always. That's good, that's what I like to hear. So, uh, How's the Elder Scrolls life this week, man? It's been pretty popping for us still as a new podcasters. Things are going crazy. Yeah, it's been pretty. It's going pretty good. You know, we ran some crazy dungeons tonight. Where, uh, you know, I kind of pulled the entire dungeon. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, the entire dungeon, <laughs> as in <laughs> the entire Vet Bloody <laughs> Forge. <laughs> yeah, it was a little crazy. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the deaths that you uh, <laughs> you caused to us there. That was super thoughtful of you. You know, isn't that, isn't like the most fun of a part of a dungeon if you just die and wipe? And yes. To ads and you know what? Hey, I mean, at least there's like you know a hundred, couple hundred ads, but I mean, that's exactly what I go in there for <laughs> with you is to make sure that I die as much as possible. Well, this week, like last week, you know, we kind of learned some more. Uh, or I learned about more about sets, and we're going to be talking about the Craglorn Trials. That's right. We got Trials on the deck, as well as, of course, our awesome State of Cyrodiil with some PvP news and everything. As well, I do have a little bit of news that I want to get out of the way right here off the bat. There is another awesome Elder Scrolls podcast, if you haven't heard of it. The Legends Rise Elder Scrolls podcast. They kind of go into in-game stuff. A lot like we do here. With a little bit of a more general look at everything. And they are coming up on their 15th episode. And they're celebrating their uh, thousandth play. And they invited me to be on there. So it's super awesome. So uh, later this week if you want to catch some more awesome Elder Scrolls content I'll be on their show they're also inviting one of the Brothers of Tamriel podcast hosts to be on there so it's just going to be a huge conglomerate of podcast hosts and all just a bunch of fun so yeah feel free to check them out and check me out over there on their episode this week yeah that's uh that sounds pretty cool I mean I haven't really tuned into them, but I uh, kind of was talking to uh, the guy from Brothers of Tamriel host uh, today, so he sounds pretty cool. That sounds like a pretty fun podcast you'll be recording with. Yeah, all really cool people, man. The ESO podcast fam is honestly amazing. This does remind me real quick. Aramethius of Written in Uncertainty gave us an awesome shout out on his last episode as the newest member of Robots Radio Network. And uh, I heard that while I was at work on my radio, and that was, like, the coolest thing. So, yeah, just uh, that quick little shout-out, too. Yeah, well, you know, pushing into uh, the Craglorn Trials, uh, there are three trials in, in Craglorn. They are Ethereum Archive, uh, Hellroth Citadel, and Sanctum Ophidia. If you need help finding a group to tackle trials, you can always join their Robots Radio Discord, where you can apply for a guild for either the PC 
PlayStation or Xbox. Yep, they have guilds all over the place. It is an awesome Discord where you could jump in there, bunch of people. And if you are full on guilds, you don't have to worry about it because there's a section of Discord labeled looking for groups. So you could just go in there and check out a bunch of things. People will be always up in there. And we're working on the Xbox guild. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to PlayStation guild too. But hopefully I will have one up and running for them. So you will definitely catch me and Dog in there because we will be helping run that for them. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. So the main thing we want to bring up these trials, they're clearly the first one. Craglorn was the first DLC that was brought into the game before it, the game even came to console. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. There's actually some good sets that still hold up in here. Yeah. And uh, each of the each of these trials have six sets. Uh, all three of the tri- trials share three sets, and then each of the trial also has three of their own sets uh we'll tell you how these sets can be used or what sets you should just avoid altogether because <laughs> you know it this craglorn trials are pretty old so they're pretty outdated and then there's some that they kind of overlooked there's definitely a few that you want to you know stray away from so we'll try and help you in those regards yep and then at the end of each group of the three we'll kind of give you what our thoughts on all the sets are and help you which ones are, you know, good and which ones like, eh, you should probably skip out on. So these trials are a lot of fun. And they're, like we said, they're good sets you could get from each of them. You are not going to be too barriered by level on these trials. If you're, you clearly want to be in CP, you're not going to go in here sub 50, but... On normal, these trials are easily doable with a 12-man group. Typical trial combinations, you're going to be looking at two tanks, two healers, and eight DPS. But veteran trials sometimes can uh, throw a wrench in that kind of system. However, as far as these Kragler and trials specifically go, on vet, they're going to still be pretty easily doable. Right, dog? Yeah. And if you score about 15 to 20k you know, DPS on a test bummy that it's not the iron astronaut, which I'm not exactly sure if you can even score that, like score under 15 to 20 K on that. (laughs) Score that low (laughs) on that one. Unless if you're like, I mean, it does give you a lot of buffs. It's kind of (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, unless if you're a tank or a healer, but yeah, I mean, you should be fine in these, uh, in these trials. I mean, like, even if like all eight DPS have 15 to 20 K, I mean, you're still figuring you put out around 160k DPS the entire time, and the healers and the tanks will also be buffing you and debuffing the bosses. So, yeah, just as always, when we talk about dungeons and trials, always remember the keys are listen to the person that is telling you the mechanics, and or you know, just the leader of the group, listen to them and. Work together with the group. Communication is a large part that helps. And for the love of God, for the love of Talos, stay out of the red circles. Yeah, red circles are always bad. And communication is always key in pretty much everything in Tamriel. Seriously. Even, you know, you can't sell stuff to the merchant without talking to them. (laughs) All right. 
So let me talk about this uh, first set here. Well, specifically, we're going to talk about the three sets that can be found in all the dungeons. First off. Trials. Trials. Thank you, dog. These sets are actually going to be, in my opinion, three of the best. So Infallible Mage is going to be the first one. You're also going to hear it be called Infallible Aether. One thing that I should have mentioned that comes with these first trial sets is the awesome Minor Slayer and then Minor Aegis buff, which allows you to give damage, an extra 5% damage to dungeon, trial, and arena monsters while wearing this set. It's a very specific kind of buff that you can only get from trial sets. So that's one of the most awesome things about them. So yeah, you're going to get spell crit, then that minor slayer is the three piece buff, spell damage, and then spell crit. The five piece, which is awesome, your heavy attacks deal an additional 1903-1903 damage. Enemies, you damage with the fully charged heavy attack, so when you've do a full heavy attack. You're going to proc this on the enemy. They become afflicted with minor vulnerability for 10 seconds, increasing their damage taken by 8%. So this is awesome. It's one of my favorite sets. And, uh, well, one of my favorites. It's it's a good one. You Especially... <laughs> Back when it was just slightly broken and you didn't have to do a full heavy attack. So you could just really start popping this on a bunch of enemies and they're all taking that minor vulnerability. But I still appreciate it for what it's worth. Yeah, and this set is uh, great for trials. Um, this is uh, one of the easiest way to apply minor vulnerability to a boss and make sure that it stays active on them at all times because it does have like a debuff and it kind of like glows unless if you're a warden because warden does have a skill for it but for the most part uh this is you know the easiest way to apply it we've seen healers run this to put a nasty dot on enemies in pvp constantly actually a lot in bgs kind of i've been like all of a sudden i'm like whoa do i have infallible aether on me right now that's a little strange (laughs) but okay (laughs) i mean i I understand it, honestly, and especially if you're healing, it's a great way of doing kind of a more support role where you're putting debuffs on enemies so your DPS can do more damage to them. And then compared to Wise Mage, you can see why it would be wise to use Infallible in all cases. (laughs) Because it's so infallible, right? Yep. Because uh, pretty much what, what my Wise Mage does, it gives you all the same buffs, except that you lose Minor Slayer, and you lose the extra damage that you do with Heavy Attacks. And Wise Mage, uh, specifically, we bring that up because that's one of the later trial sets, right, dog? Yes. Which one is it from? It is from Sanctum Ophidia. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, oh, so either Infow needs a uh, nerf or Wise Mage kind of needs a buff. Because right now, Infow is 150% better than Wise Mage right now. Oh, my God. And, yeah. So there's really no point of having Wise Mage. Yeah, that's a little bit of a ridiculous amount. And 
that's kind of why we wanted to throw it in here early because like we said there's some sets in here that are just gonna be kind of not as great so we're gonna just lay those out and tell them tell you why you might just want to sell them along with your undaunted plunders or decon them for those sweet sweet crafting mats agreed the next set is a vicious serpent which is the medium set it gives you weapon crit minor slayer more weapon crit weapon damage and then the fifth piece reduces the cost of your stamina ability speed by eight percent and then when you, an enemy you have hit when you have recently damaged dies you restore 2150 stamina and gain major expedition which increases your movement speed so for those who are familiar with false god devotion from sunspire this is pretty much the stamina version of this yeah, so any players who kind of came in with Elsewhere or are new to Trials and maybe were just trying the most popular one recently, which kind of has been Sunspire, this is a amazing set. If you like False Gods on your Magic character, you're going to love this on your stand builds. Yep, and this is you know great for pretty much anything where there's multiple targets and you can get a hit on, whether it's like Cyrodiil, if it's the Imperial City or Sewers, or if you're just roaming around open world Tamriel, you know, roaming around in Mournhold or Deshaun. I guess the same <laughs> zone, but uh Roaming about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is the same you know, zone. You do Mournhold, uh Grotwood, you know, any any, there any you zone. Go. <laughs> <laughs> any zone. Alright, so the heavy set, you're gonna be looking at Eternal Warrior. Two piece healing taken. Then you're going to get Minor Aegis, which, like I was saying, is an awesome trial set buff. It reduces your damage taken from dungeon, trial, and arena monsters by 5%. Great for tanks. Fourth piece, you're going to get some max health. And that five piece, it has a sweet extra 4% healing taken, as well as... When you drop below 25% health in combat, you heal for 12,500 health, a lot, and gain 100 ultimate. This effect can occur once every one minute. Now, this set used to be a little different, right, dog? Yes. I used to have a gold set of this, and I eternally loved this set, because what would happen <laughs> is it used to, whatever you would die, you would turn to stone... Which so you wouldn't actually die, and you could still hold aggro of a boss, which would be super, you know, really nice for no death runs. It because it had and it had an hour cooldown, so it's like, oh well, if this happened, then you can't use the setting anymore. But it's okay because at least you got saved the no death. Yeah, it was a bit ago that they nerfed these kind of sets that would save you from your fate. Yeah. Sin. I do. I, I I understand why they did nerf them because I do agree that yeah, like they were, you know, overpowered at times or underpowered at times. Like, I mean, there's a time where like I'm like, oh, well, what you could do is you could uh, combo this like Eternal Warrior with uh one of the uh, sets from uh they can buy from Telvar in the Imperial City, and you know you could just kind of keep those on rotation until one of the no death would pop up and then. You know, you could kind of just do that. Yeah. And I mean, it was still a pretty long cooldown, right? It was still like a minute. Uh, 
Well, yeah, the one was an hour, and then I think the other one was like 30 or 35 minutes. Or Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, those are serious cooldowns. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I see why they decided to change them. And it's not like a lot of people were running them, but they had their uses for sure, the sets that would save you from death. Yeah. And I think that this set and, like, you know, the other variants are, like, kind of did this, still have a little bit more work to to kind of be useful again. Like, this is kind of, like, this one's okay right now. Like, it could be better, but it could be worse as well, so. All right, fair enough. Well, we want to kind of wrap up each uh, little section we have here at the end of each trial and considering these are the three sets you could get in each trial specifically we're going to kind of give our thoughts about them in a general thing so as far as i'm concerned out of these three sets like i was saying earlier infallible and vicious serpent they're honestly two of my well i'm not gonna say all-time favorite i say favorite a lot but they're awesome sets, and I've ran both for extended periods of time. Infallible Mage is the set that actually allowed me to take my pet sork to the next level because there was a point where I really wanted to just do damage. I was tired of tanking, and I was tired of healing, and I, I wanted to do something great that I could feel powerful on and something that I was going to be comfortable with, and so I went with my pet sork. And although at first I was putting out like 20k DPS, I kept working on it, changing sets, and went through a bunch of stuff from like Sororias. Well, I think I even started with like Julianos, and then went to Sororias, and then went to um, something else with Mother Sorrow, and then I was working up towards 30k, and then I found Infallible Aether. Put that with Mother Sorrow and Alambris and that beautiful Maelstrom Lightning Staff. And I haven't had a magic character break 40k since that pet Zerk. It was awesome. And Infallible Aether is an awesome dot to have at your disposal. It helped us through a lot of our uh, endgame DLC, hard mode, etc. content. And then Vicious Serpent. I love, just like I love False God, which is my main set that I run on my Magic Necro right now that I can flip from sets to go to PvP and to go to PvE. So I absolutely love that thing. And I run False Gods on it, which is the magic version of Vicious Serpent, which I ran on my Stamden with a few different sets. I ran it with Briarheart and Reliquin. I personally prefer Briarheart just because I don't like um, sets where you have to keep something up so frequently. Regardless, though, it's an awesome set, and it gives you crazy sustain, especially when you pair it with a Red Guard, which is, has the same passive as a Breton. And, well, the stamina version. And as we've said, it's the stamina version of False God. So, yeah, if you love that set, you're... 100% gonna like this one on your stand builds. Yeah, and here's uh, some of my thoughts on it. You know, my main role in Trials is a healer. So I definitely have this set as a backup set in case there isn't a Warden running a Morph the Swarm. 
or if another DPS doesn't have it. Because like Bob said, this is a pretty solid uh, set for damage. Especially if you know you have a damage that, that that wants to do damage, but also a support damage, which I think we we I think we should see more of in trials. Yeah. Also, one thing about Infel that I forgot to mention is that it's super helpful with tracking things. Like you could put that dot on it, and it, you're gonna see it go everywhere. Yep, and that actually helped us in uh one of the more recent dungeons where uh. The boss would teleport up into four different clones and go away. Good old Depths of Malatar. Yep. The next one we that uh it was Vicious Serpent and you know, like Bob was saying, this is perfect for sustain and it's just all around, you know, really good for sustain. So And then the third one, Eternal Warrior. I wouldn't really use that set anymore because I mean it to me it just it doesn't have that effect that it once had. So yeah, I feel you. I know you were excited about it before, but sometimes things happen. However, it doesn't mean that it won't have a comeback later. You never know. Things change. Yep. Anyways, we want to take this little middle part of our episode to remind you all that we are a part of the wildly popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, where you can find not only us, but many other great shows at robotsradio.net. This week, we wanted to give you the opportunity to hear about one of our other awesome shows, all about two of my favorite things, movies and whiskey. And it's also hosted by another Bob. Classic Bobs. (laughs) I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends. And the hosts of the Film and Whiskey Podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. Alright, so let's get back into our trials talk, dog. Starting with the Aetherian Archive. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting trial. I uh I don't remember too much about that trial, so why don't you go ahead and take it away, Bob? So first off we want to start out with saying that we have ran for the most part these trials well. Sanctum Ophidia is our one that I personally haven't ran. I think Dogged has kind of ran. Not that we don't like it or anything, but just a lot of people don't really run that. And when you don't run trials in a dedicated group, you pug them mainly and lead them sometimes like we do. You don't choose that one very often, I guess. But anyways, if you ever need help with trials we highly recommend the wonderful alcasthq.com dude has information out the wazoo and he can help you with all kinds of things especially the trials and yeah so that's where we uh, pull any information that we uh, need a little bit of refreshing on from so 
Ethereum Archive is a little bit of a mechanics-heavy kind of trial, so we're not going to go too crazy deep, but we do want to go a little bit over each boss. So if you're hearing this and you want to go try it when you get home for the first time, or if you are trying to not vet or whatever, we want you to go in there with a little bit of confidence at least. So the first boss we're going to have, it's a lightning storm atro. There's going to be a huge storm AOE that you're either going to need to get out of or block because it's going to take you out. And without going too deep here on this first boss, there's going to be an attack the boss does that creates a yellow circle on the ground in one of five possible spots that you're going to need someone to call out quickly when it comes up. It would be nice to kind of number them. It helps, but it's not necessary. So yeah, when you see that, go stand in it or you will die. One thing that is kind of special about this trial it has a pedestal mechanic where you're going to have to have each player stand on one specifically. And I believe there's three times you go through that. When you all stand on them, it will lift you up. And both times it's going to split you up mainly. And I think the last time it just leads you straight into the boss. So you're going to want to have good group composition when you go through these at least one tank and one healer on each side and this first time at least you're the middle guys are just gonna wait for the other guys to finish and then everyone's gonna come together and nuke stuff down yeah i remember uh that mechanic because i was on my healer and we went with uh the other healer and the other two tanks luckily you know i had some a little bit of damage but it t but on a vet VAA it took us uh a long time to kill like the few ads that we had so you know kind of splitting up your healers and tanks are really important. <laughs> All right, so you want to give them a little bit of quick overview of these next couple bosses? Yeah, the second boss is the uh, Foundation Stone Astronaut. Uh, there's two main mechanics for it. It has a big earthquake or a big quake that will need to be healed through, and then a stone throw that the group will have to spread out and then immediately soft stack again. And then the third boss is Valerial. Uh, there's four pillars that will each spawn adds. If you place two, two DPS at each, you'll be fine. Uh, there are many AoEs to avoid, and the boss will split into multiple things that will need to be burned down. Awesome. So, for the final boss, you're going to be looking at the Celestial. It has a lot of AoEs that you're going to want to avoid, as most bosses do, honestly. As far as your tanking goes, you're going to want them to grab these huge two axes that spawn. They're pretty obvious. You want your off tank and your main tank to grab them and pull them away, because they're going to be killing people really quick. As far as ads go, you're going to have one that starts spawning at about 50%. It needs to be focused down constantly. Big burn. And once you get to 15%, execute all day long. Well, she's going to knock everything down first. And then everyone to the middle. And then nuke it to the ground. So 
That's our kind of wrap-up of Ethereum Archive. We're going to give you a quick overview of the sets that are in here. The first set is a Healing Mage. This set isn't really as good as it used to be, uh, since they changed the way that Healing Springs worked, and you can only have one up at a time instead of being able to spam it. And what this set was was the fifth uh, piece, uh, reduce the weapon damage of all enemies within 10 meters of you by four by 430 for three seconds when you use an AoE heal. So being able to spam the healing springs that, you know, ball groups used to do in PvP really applied that debuff to any Sam characters. I would really like to see a set like this reduce not only the weapon damage but the spell damage as well i feel like that would make it much more effective and if you gave it like if you did that and then gave it a six second cooldown i feel like this would be a really awesome set yeah and that way you know you can have a stronger uptime and yeah but very well put bob yeah i mean just small tweaks small tweaks like that you know can get things through so, the medium set is going to be pretty much a different version of Vicious Serpent, and it's called Quick Serpent. The main difference you're going to see here is that it doesn't give you that Miner Slayer, Dungeon Trial Arena Monster little cool buff. It just gives you a bunch of stamina instead. It's going to give you a bunch of stamina, and then the five-piece is going to be the same minus the extra weapon damage buff. So if you like Vicious Serpent, but you're running it with Briarheart or Reliquins or Locusets and you need more stamina, hey, maybe try this out. Yep, that's uh, that's about it for that one. Um, for Defending Warrior, it's the heavy set. Uh, it gives you armor, more armor, and max health. Uh, when you, whenever you block an attack, you deal 4k magic damage to all enemies within 10 meters of you, and you heal for 100% of the damage done. This effect can occur once every 10 seconds. So, I'm just going to bring my uh, end thoughts about this little set up right here, since we didn't have anything kind of about it, but I did think about it going over this set, and... I don't remember actually ever focusing on this set too much, but now that I was looking at it today, I think it could honestly be viable. I think it could be a decent tank set, especially when you're pulling large groups, like when you are <laughs> in a dungeon with dogged and half the dungeon is being pulled on top of you because he's decided to just, you know go willy-nilly and uh, pull everything like Bloodroot Forge earlier, where even though we're on Veteran, <laughs> Dog decided to pull everything all the way to the boss. So, yeah. You know, if you want to have a huge group of enemies around you, put out passive damage to all of them, and have a huge heal come your way every 10 seconds that you put out that damage... This set could be good for you. And in PvP, it could be viable as well, especially 
if you're one of those tanks that wants to have like 15 players trying to just smack you down over and over, and then every 10 seconds you put out 4,000 damage to, well, although the damage will be a bit lower, especially in Cyrodiil, but you're going to be putting out a large amount of damage, a decent amount of damage to a large amount of players that is going to give you a pretty solid heal every 10 seconds. So, you know, that one is not, maybe not the uh, most generic or meditating set, but I think you could make it work and I think it could be a lot of fun. So, dog, how are your thoughts on the uh, sets here and this uh, trial overall? So what you're saying about that set was that I probably could have used it when, you know, you and you know the rest of our friends abandoned me with about 50 ads in Blackheart <laughs> Haven, and you guys just left me to die. Okay, okay, <laughs> look, man, there was not that many ads. Oh, I don't know. I think there was that many ads. <laughs> you, I was hauled down by the boat. You're not supposed <laughs> to die. Hey, I fell down first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I try to clean up your mess. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> Uh, healing mage. Uh, you can be the best healing mage you can be by deconning or selling this set because this set really isn't that all that useful anymore. And then quick serpent, I believe, is good for new players or new builds that just kind of need help with sustain. I mean, like when you want to try something new, having sustain and having the extra stamina is really helpful. Yeah, sometimes, like, I have found it's hard to get all those vicious serpent drops. So maybe you just want to farm Aetherian Archive and you have a bit better RNG with Quick Serpent and it'll help you level up or, you know, get you uh, working towards those other vicious serpent divine drops you're looking for. Because who wants to transmute things? I do. I have so many transmute crystals. I think around, like, <laughs> 600. It's oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. That's not that much. I'm just kidding. And that's, that's awesome. Even... That's what mid-year mayhem does. Yeah. So yeah, as far as my thoughts, a little wrap up. I agree with Dog. Healing Mage is just not up to par anymore. It's gonna be best turning into uh, either gold or decon mats for now. If they switch stuff back, you know there could be some use for it again, but. As far as Quick Serpent goes, like we said, it's something that could be very viable to someone who is progressing towards that awesome, perfected set of Vicious Serpent they're looking for. And I gave you my uh, honest thoughts on the Defending Warrior set earlier. I think that some tanks could have some fun with that, that big old heal because there's no, doesn't seem to be a cap on it saying that you heal for 100% of the damage done from your 4,000 damage to all enemies within 10 meters of you burst. So yeah, I think there could be some fun with that. Anyways, let's move on to probably what I would say is the most popular of the Craglorn Trials. The one and only Hell Ra Citadel. Yeah, I've probably done this dungeon on Vet. A few times, I got all my turn, my Goldie turn on Yukita by doing this on Vet, so I know a little bit about the trial. Well, since you know so freaking much, dog, <laughs> why don't you talk about the first boss, brother? 
Alright. The first boss is an air astronaut. Uh, there's a lot of Rakuto that he kind of spawns in. Uh, with the, so what the main tank does is that he grabs and then... He... <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love you, Ron Burgundy. Just continue. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So what the main tank does is that he's going to want to grab him and turn him away from the group. Uh... What the boss will do, he'll have a big AoE spin, um, and all the DPS and healers are going to want to stand far enough back so that the t- so that the spin cannot, uh, you know, kill the rest of the group because that spin is really deadly. I've seen it like wipe half my group before. So, yep, it can be a nasty little thing, but you know, it happens. As long as you guys uh, stay focused during that boss, it doesn't turn into the worst thing. The one weird part th- part about the trial is that after that, you're going to split into two groups. One is going to go to the left side, and one is going to go to the right. And you're going to want to give a pretty even group composition to both sides. But have the uh, melee DPS be more on the left side, right? Yep, and then your uh, magic range DPS would be on the right side. Yep, and that is because you're going to split into two groups that will fight two different bosses. On the side with the melee DPS, the tank is going to be holding all the adds while they just burn down the boss. And on the right side with the range DPS, they're going to be worrying about a freaking mage that is just throwing... um, a bunch of fire out. The big thing is he splits into a few different forms of himself and all of them need to be interrupted, which is why you're going to want the range DPS with ranged interrupts there. So not everyone is running across the map for a bash. Once you beat that and you guys group back up, you're looking at the final boss, the warrior. It's going to be kind of in a smaller room and it's going to start out, you see a couple circles. The blue circle is the one that's going to give you extra damage. And it's going to be the one your group wants to soft stack and start in. And it's going to disappear after 70%. So don't freak out about that. Just stay tight with your group. That's a huge part of this for the early part of the fight. And if any of the players start straying to the side... The boss will see you, and he will pounce on you and kill you. The other mechanic you're going to want to look out for is the boss throwing his shield in a straight line. He just kind of chucks it, and it will kill anyone in the path. It's very obvious, though. Easy to get out of. Honestly, those are kind of the two big things you need to worry about other than when it gets into the execution. And he starts shooting his, like, fireballs or whatever everywhere you just want to make sure your group is spread out enough at that point instead of stacking together yep and uh healers you're gonna want to be uh spamming your heals aoe heals pretty much anything to make sure everyone stays alive all right so the next thing that we have up is like you know the sets of hellraw citadel the first set is destructive mage it is the light set and pretty much all what we have to say is yeah, this set is just not destructive enough to use. So we're going to go ahead and kind of skip on right over to the Poisonous Serpent. 
The Poisonous Serpent, the one and only. It is going to give you max stam, weapon damage, and another little max stam. Five-piece buff when you deal damage with a light attack or heavy attack against an enemy who has a poison damage ability on them. You have a 50% chance to deal an additional 3,400 poison damage. This effect can occur every one second. And you may be saying to yourself, wow, Bob, that is quite a lot of things to make this set work. And that is what I tried to tell Dog today, that you already have a set where it's asking you to have it be in a certain situation where you have a poison damage effect on an enemy and then it's only going to give you a 50% chance of your only your light or heavy attack working but you know dogged he has some other ideas he thinks that it's a little bit better yeah I mean I agree with you for the most part but just remember I will remember this for the future because I know there's another set that you like and Yep, it definitely kind of goes with against what you would, what you just said. So, in the future, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Alright, and the last set that we have is the Berserking Warrior. It gives you weapon crit, weapon damage, more weapon crit, and then you deal melee damage uh, on your... Or when you deal melee damage, your crit strike rating is increased by 400 by 6 seconds. Uh, stacking up to 45, or stacking up to 5 times, and then this effect can occur once every half second. Decent for PvE DPS, as you can get more crit than Leviathan, is that right? Yes, that is true. And then you can be a Berserker Warrior in PvE (laughs) with jewelry and weapons. How do you even get through such a horrible (laughs) pun? I just have the talent for it. Like he was saying, the weapons of this set are admired as a drop, especially the dagger. It is one of the uh, most sought-after drops in the game that I've seen. You will see people offering crazy prices during trials to anyone who gets the drop. Most people are pretty chill, and if you're like, I really want it, like, can you help me out, and they got it, they'll usually either give you a decent price or just give it to you outright. However, there are people that will just charge crazy amounts or just give it to the highest bidder. We had one of our friends saying that he was just offering 300k to anyone who got it at the start of the trial. Yeah. And for me, I always offer whoever asks me for whoever asks me first if I get it. I mean, like if you want to give me gold, that's cool. You don't? That's also cool. Normally, if I don't want something, I'll either decon it or sell it for a hundred gold. So even if you give me one k for the dagger, I don't care. That's more than I would have made that like selling it or deconning it for mance. Right, Bob? Mister, you know you want to buy all my my uh, alchemy stock. <laughs> I got through the show notes like 80 times and somehow he sneaks this in there at the (laughs) end. (laughs) So as far as my thoughts on here, the only real set you're going to want to focus of these three is the Berserking Warrior set, also known as Advancing Yokita, my preferred 
name for it. It has long been one of the most meta sets for Stan PvE builds, and it is a lot of fun to run. I've never actually got to finish out my jewelry and weapons to run it as I wanted to with Vicious Serpent on my stand in. But maybe one day. The rest of these sets you could decon or sell right along with your undaunted plunder, as far as my thoughts. Yep. And my thoughts, destructive mage. Uh you can be a destructive mage by deconning that set. <laughs> oh my god. Uh for poisonous serpent. There is no pun to say that it's just not good. And believe me, <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> and Berserking Warrior, that's a really good, almost like kind of like a meta set for PvE. Okay, well, there you go. That's that's good. So, dog, since uh, you are the one with the most experience in this last trial, why don't you dole it out for them a little bit? Alright, so the first boss, it's going to choose three people one at a time and it's going to put an aoe on you and what you what the person wants to do do is that you want to kind of pull it away from the group and you want to put it all the way in the back so that when it goes off that it doesn't you know kill everyone because that would not be good and then the second one is like there's black holes that will randomly spawn on a player and what what you can do is uh there's a mini boss so that player will be sucked in and if it's a tank, if it's your main tank, the off tanks want to kind of step in and start tanking. Then you're either going to want to have three DPS or two DPS and a healer to help you kill that mini boss. And then the one, you know, one of the most important things of trials, dungeons, pretty much any type of PVE, stay out of the red circles, stay out of the poison circles. These are huge enemy AOE circles with the green shard in it. I feel like that should be, like, my outro, like, <laughs> all right, this has been our episode. Stay out of the red circles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> but uh, Oh, so uh, where these poison circles spawn is that they spawn at the person who is the farthest away. So you want to make sure that you have either two or three people kind of standing a little bit out farther of the way, and the healer you have to make sure that you cover them with heals, otherwise they're going to die. And you're going to have someone go revive them, and then they'll die if you're not healing them, and you're going to have a whole chain reaction there. And you don't want that. <laughs> you never want that. Now, the second boss, this is one of my favorite bosses to talk about. And uh, it's a troll, and the troll will stomp <laughs> and deal AoE damage around him. So melee or Templars with their jabs or, you know, sweeps. Uh, you need to stand a little bit farther back from this. And there's a point where the troll will unleash his inner Templar javelin throwing abilities. And they'll throw a stone at a random player. If you're not prepared, then the stone will shoot you through the heart and only you will be to blame. Or Bob. He's also a good person to blame because <laughs> hashtag blame Bob. Yes, there you go. If anyone is ever blaming you, just be like, nah, it was Bob. And they'll be like, what? And you're like, nah. <laughs> Hashtag blame Bob. <laughs> yep, it's always the best hashtag. <laughs> that's that's dog's best uh, way to get out of anything. <laughs> yep. All right. The third boss, uh, the tank will the tank will hold the main boss, and then there that there are overchargers overchargers that will spawn, which uh, can be killed by the AOEs 
or dots that you kind of kind of just put on like you know one in the main boss and one in the overcharger and they will slowly die. Uh, the off tank will hold the war priest, the archer, and a troll. And the tank and this, what this tank will have to do is you have to make sure that the arrow spray arrow spray is facing away from the group because you don't want the, to be the reason why your group takes an arrow to the to the knee. Or maybe you do just, just once. once. Right? Everyone's yeah. got to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> At least just once. Yeah, but then you fam- say the famous uh, Skyrim phrase. I took an. A- I used to be an adventurer like you, but then I took an arrow to the knee. You know, one of my favorite streamers, um, Ruben Sky, actually just updated one of his emotes to be a arrow to the knee emote. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. Skyrim, Greymore, it's got everyone buzzing. Yep. And then the final boss, uh, he will go under the ground and appear in the middle of the room during a poison phrase. In this phase, uh, everyone's going to stack together so that the healers can uh, use their all their eight different AOE heals, their purifies, to kind of, kind of, you know, keep the whole group alive. Except for the off tank. The off tank, you're uh, holding the Lamias and the other weird creatures uh, outside. Uh, you do not want to focus damage on the Lamias because otherwise they'll blow them up. They'll blow up and they'll do a lot of AOE damage. There are a few totems in this uh, fight. The first one is a poison totem, which gives the poison AOE more damage. The second one is the green totem, which is similar to like what stranglers do, and they pull a player to it. And the, what the player will have to do is use two roll dodges to kind of break free and return of the group. So it's this is an important one to make sure you have plenty of stamina to break free. And then the blue totem puts a Magicka bomb on you, which will rip your Magicka. And if you can't lose enough Magicka, you'll die at the end of the uh, di- you'll die at the end of the explosion. So be sure not to drain yourself. So pretty much these uh, totems are all about sustain. You want to have enough Magicka and stamina to stay alive. And the order that the totems should be destroyed in is the poison, the blue, and the green. And then finally, this boss has a weird execution phase. From 1% to 4%, there's a huge poison damage phase. And healers and tanks are going to use barriers and have tons of healing for this. But even once this boss gets 0%, you keep on hitting it, you keep on trying to kill it, and you keep the healers keep healing until someone grabs the orb to finish the trial. Boom. All three trials finished. That's how we do it. Yep. So, as far as sets go from this magical, magical trial, Sanctimophidia, we have Wise Mage, which we already told you about earlier. It is the lackluster version of Infallible Mage. So, we're going to go ahead and skip right over that. We also have the medium set Twice Fanged Serpent, which is going to give you weapon damage, stamina, and weapon crit. And the beautiful five-piece buff, when you deal damage, your physical penetration is increased by 860 for three seconds, stacking up to five times, which gives you 4,300 total uh, physical penetration, which when you compare it to a meta penetration set for PvP, Spriggan's Thorns, which gives you 3,450, 3, 
you are going to see a little bit of a higher overall penetration output. However, Spriggan's is more of a set where it allows you to have the set have the buff at all times and not be something that needs to be procced. Whereas this only lasts for three seconds, so you have to keep the uptime up constantly. And although it gives you more, depending on the situation, it could be a little bit tougher to keep that buff up. However, this set could definitely be a viable thing that you could grind out and use. And the fact that it gives you one each of weapon damage, max stamina, and weapon crit is pretty awesome in comparison to the fact that Spriggan's gives you two max stam and a weapon damage bonus. So, there you go. It's a similar set to that, but gives you a little bit more if you're willing to proc it. Yep. And with this set, you can be the serpent that you are <laughs> with the fangs needed for PvP. Oh, goodness, dog. <laughs> so, as far as Immortal Warrior, we are not even going to go into it that much. Right, dog? Because it's n just not worth it. Yeah, it's just not worth it. So, so we're going to leave you off on a good note as the last set as Twice Fang Serpent, something you could grind from a trial and go into PvP with. How about that? Sounds pretty fun, huh? So, let's wrap up this trial really quick with our overall thoughts. And as far as I am concerned, the only set that truly seems viable to me of these is going to be Twice Fang Serpent, honestly. Even at that, and call me a stickler, but I just don't like having to stack a set to be fully taking effect of it. I mean... I prefer it where it's just, boom, you have all these buffs, go do something. And I'm like, cool. So these sets specifically are probably going to be, as far as the other ones compared to Twice Fang Serpent, mostly for selling or deconning, which also is probably why you don't see a lot of people running Synctomophidia. Because outside of the three Craglorin trial sets, the three Craglorn trial sets you could get from it, you're not going to get a lot of benefit out of it. It's m when you could get the same three uh, sets from, say, Hellra, where you could get Advancing Yokita, it's going to be a bit more likely you're going to want to focus that one in comparison. So that's why you see things like Hellra being focused more. So as far as this trial goes, dog... What are your thoughts on it in the sets? Alright, well, my thoughts on Wise Maze is that it's just not the wise choice. I mean, Infal is, you know, better in pretty much every way possible. And then for Twice Fang Serpent, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not a fan of proc sets, especially one that you that requires build-up. That's why I don't like one of the meta stam sets that are on a lot of stam builds right now. It's because I just don't like the build-up for, like, a 10-second... Go, burn now, don't ulti dump, you have a 10 second burst. I'm not a fan of that. I like the, uh, you know, the more consistent, less damage, but you don't have to rely on X, Y, and Z happening, so. So yeah, man, I like it. I like that we nailed them all. 
I've had so much fun talking Craglorn trials. These are some of my favorite trials. They're a lot of fun to get into. Some of the first trials that we ran, and specifically Hellraw was the first one I ever did on Vet, which was super awesome. So, yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about these, and I think that people could get some good info from it. Now, as always, we want to take you into my personal favorite segment, the current state of Cyrodiil and PvP. Now, this week, we're going to kind of specifically only have the leaderboards for you since we took you into a lot of trials and sets, etc. But just know, me and Dogged are working on some cool, fun things. We've been trying out some different builds, reaching past our horizons of our magplar and magcro and we're trying to try some different stuff out for you guys and uh see if we can find some stuff to talk about and have some fun shooting the breeze about some more pvp builds and stuff that we work on so yep we know you guys like the pvp side of it and more is we're gonna keep it bumping honestly we love it too so here you go guys we're gonna give you the leaderboards of call granted so first off, we've got the PCNA campaign of Call Granted. You're going to be looking at the campaign ending in three days. It's uh, kind of unfortunate that the servers don't end kind of closer together. So we could really give like, this is who won each one. But I mean, we're uh, doing the best we got. I'm pretty sure that EP has won the last couple PC ones. They have really been dominating. So we have them once again in the lead here in PCNA, Call Granted. Eben Hart Pact, 86k. Second place, Aldmeri Dominion, 77k. That's 9,000 back. And last place, we have the Daggerfall Covenant, 13,000 back at 73k. 4,000 back of second place. Daggerfall. Gosh darn it, man. Guys make me sad. <laughs> but it's okay. Because I have faith. You guys have three days. You could go past the AD. Maybe at least. Right, dog? Right. Anything is possible. As far as Xbox NA, this is where it's a bit different. We have 18 days left, which is pretty awesome. We're almost about halfway through. And there you go. Now I can see perfectly that the next three, we're going to have 18 days left on each. So they're resetting about the same time. There's just a separation of from PC to console. So we'll try and keep that in mind to make sure that we could get shout outs to each faction that's winning each month. That's the main thing I want to focus as well as who's leading each week. So as far as Xbox NA, like I said, we have 18 days remaining and once again, you're going to see Eben Hart Pact in the first place. They are balling up in Cyrodiil. That is one huge thing I've learned from podcasting. Eben Hart Pact in Cyrodiil. Scoring. They're sitting at 36.3k. Right ahead of our beloved Daggerfall Covenant. Sitting at 33k. And the Aldmeri Dominion. At 32.5, just slightly behind second place. So, we got EP leading on both Xbox and PC. Daggerfall and AD swapping second and third. 
Now, for the first time, we have the Xbox EU scores, which I'm super excited for. I am working on PC EU too. I know that <laughs> getting a character up to level 10 should probably not take as long as it has, but life is also busy, I swear. So, our awesome co-host that you guys love dogged went and did the xbox eu side for me thank you bro i'm gonna let you give out these scores since you did this dedicated work all right so for the scores for the xbox eu that we uh in first is the ebonheart pact with 19 point or 39.7k in second we have the aldermary dominion with their 35.6k that's about a 4k or 4k behind uh ep and daggerfall covenant which i know this will hurt bob as much as it hurts me is in last oh, it hurts <laughs> with 30.1k that's 5k five and a half k behind ad and over 9k behind ep yeah it's a big gap unfortunately but now we have truly learned that even on the eu side ep is also balling out in first place it's kind of crazy, honestly, to see the uh, difference between all of them. It's really fun. I, I, This is always something that I thought would be super cool, and I'm glad to see that people are enjoying it as well. Now, I know that, unfortunately, we didn't have our PS4 scores for the last two weeks, but, as promised, we have them this week, thanks to the very awesome Lotus of Doom from Tales of Tamriel podcast. On PS4, North American server, Call Granted, just like we said earlier, has 18 days left, as did Xbox, NA, and EU. We finally have the DC sitting in first place at 38k. You got Albemary Dominion in second at 32k. And finally... For once, the Evanheart is in the last place, which I know that Lotus, who is an EP, probably was sad about sending this to me, but that's okay because they lead every other one, Lotus, so don't worry, your brethren are doing well. And the Evanheart pack is only 100 points behind the Elmer Dominion in second place so it's a very close gap over there all the these console servers are about halfway through their campaigns so there's a lot of ground to be gained a lot of you know mages to be slayed and uh i don't know i feel like i was about to start rapping so i better stop <laughs> yeah hopefully the daggerfall covenant push farther ahead in playstation and in xbox na that way that we actually have some ground of winning in, you know, at least some of the other ca campaigns. Yep, and like I said, me and Dogged have been trying out some new builds, getting up in there. So hopefully we will have some more to report on and we want to bring you guys some kind of things that we're trying out on and just lay out some more PvP sides, give you some ideas and things you might not be thinking of. And we would also love to hear any of your guys' concepts and things that you feel like you would like us to talk about on the show. So I guess that honestly is a perfect segue into talking about where people can find us, right, Doc? Right. So you can find the show on Twitter at Red Diamond Cast. 
Uh, we have an Xbox guild called Heirs of the Red Diamond. We are on robotsradio.net. And, or you can also find us at the Robots Radio Discord. Yeah, and if you go check out robotsradio.net, you'll see an awesome link there for the Discord. It's a great space with a bunch of awesome people. We have our own little tab there where you can come in and talk to us. And if you come in, talk to us, and want to hang out on Xbox, we'll try and get you in our guild. Or we could try and also, uh, if you're a big fan of the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, like I said, we're going to be working on that guild too. So there's a lot of options for you to come in and hang out with us and find ways to play and go Master Tamriel. As far as that goes, if you enjoyed our podcast at all, which we truly hope you did, we would really, really appreciate it if uh, any of you go out and give us a five-star review or a sub on the podcast you're listening to. Any five-star review we get with some words left with it, we will gladly shout out on the show and give you some love. Dogged. Awesome week, man. Thank you so much for coming back. Why don't you give a quick uh, spiel about where all the people can find you? Yep. You can find me on Twitter at DogBark24. You can also find me on Xbox at DogBark24. You can come play with me, and we can pull the entire dungeon and laugh until we all start crying from laughter. (laughs) Laugh while I lay there dying, right? (laughs) As you did earlier. That sounds about right. And as always, you can find me on Xbox, the same, Bob Chichinsky. And other than that, ESOPC, Twitter.com, and Twitch.tv. I am going to be Bob underscore Chichinsky. And if you're intimidated by the spelling, it is C-H-I-C-H-I-N-S-K-E. We are so, so thankful for all of you listening to the podcast. I cannot emphasize that enough if you want to reach out to us like dog said we are at red diamond cast and if you have any suggestions or things that you questions things you want to get on the show we hit us up and we will talk about it yep and remember to stay out of the red or hot pink circles (laughs) bye guys bye guys have a great week Go do some trials. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amaran. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? 
Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are dragon breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel.